to episode 18 of the What's Your Podcast. We yeah, legal now. We legal now. Hey. We 18, baby. You're We like to like, share, subscribe. What you want podcast on all social media platforms. You know it. What he, he said. You heard what he said. So, without further ado, across from me, you have. Okay, Queen, and to my left. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, She Chef Keish, aka Nacho Mama Punch. Hey, and this your boy, Zay Major, we in the building. Yes, sir, I'm, I'm one of your. Humble and gracious hoes. I'm Rocco Crisis, man. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world. So we glad you're here with us. Misha, what we got on the platform this evening? Thank you so much, Captain Big Cousin. Appreciate you. All right, so today we're going over a lot of shit in the news. Local Chicago news. There's been several shootings and several unfortunate events, but we do like to keep you in a note, even when it can be super positive. We'll also be talking about <clears throat> Women's History Month. Continue. We'll highlight a few things, as usual, until the month is up. And last but certainly not least, y'all know we gotta talk about Kirk Franklin ass because I mean, talk about stump. Everybody said, and uh, also we do have <laughs> we got some uh, <laughs> we got some alarming news to couple with the regular news, but can't make this shit up. I can't wait. Kick us off, Keish. Hey y'all, what's going on? It's your girl, she Chef Keish. So. Today, of course, y'all know we're going to sit up here and talk about what just happened with all these people. This little mass shooting we just had yeah. on South Chicago and King Drive. Mm-hmm. Listen. Sad, sad, sad. This is very sad and unfortunate. And I saw a couple of videos. And one of the videos that I saw was like, they saying there was only two people there. But you know, the news ain't always accurate. From what I was seeing, they were stepping over dead bodies. So it seemed like four or five dead instead mm. of just two. Mm. So with that being said, y'all, I mean, um, so I know that, you know what I'm saying, they letting up a little bit and stuff like that, but man, to be aware is to be alive. And for y'all to, for people to be in a place like that, trying to enjoy themselves, yeah. it's not supposed to be happening at the moment, but you have to be mindful of your area and your surroundings that you in, you know what I'm saying? Cause you never know who got what. I heard it was supposed to be security there, but security ain't checking everybody, especially they big homies and little homies. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, it's like, be careful. Because all those people ain't just get shot by one person. So what happened? Inside the inside the spot? It happened in and out because there was people outside the spot on the ground. Some did, some not, and inside the spot did. So how did they get in there with the weapon because when, when we were watching the video that, that, that you had uh i seen a couple of sit up hit us with we couldn't tell where the direction just came from mm-hmm. so i heard a story that they somebody actually left them in the back door Is that so that's what, what i was gonna say because on several other ones a lot of people went live a lot, a lot of the live lot. videos which was people good shouting in the back that the police had set it up and I'm like, why would they come to that conclusion? Like, what did they see to make them instantly be like the boys was in on the, this? The police, also. the police station is four blocks down, and only one I officer. I know that. Police station four blocks down, only one showed up at the time. Police station on 71st of South Chicago. Because mm, they showed they in the background yelling like y'all set this shit up and y'all playing like that's what the people who were recording it there was saying to the police. I mean, me personally, I think I don't think the, all of them go come at one time because the police ain't trying to have no shootout. Real talk, they don't want to get shot. 
And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not making an excuse for what they're doing. I'm saying they're sad because that's the job you signed up for. But they don't got nobody in custody. Exactly. Cameras and all that. Now, to be a conspiracy theorist in the situation, police obviously didn't show up to after the shooting. Exactly, like they did at that funeral last year. The possibility, you know, is is there Mm -hmm. that it could have transpired that way. Now. I would hate drink responsibly for the people who are here to serve and protect to also have mastermind the demise of people. I don't think that. I don't want to think that. So understand that that's not what we're saying. Right. What we're saying is it was brought to someone's attention that this was a possibility, mm-hmm. and we're just speaking on the possibility. Right. Now we also know that CPD has done some really really underhanded things over time mm-hmm. to for us to just immediately dismiss it is not in our dna because we from this place right we know what they're capable of and we're hoping the new regime is better right. than the ones that came before them and that they're no longer practicing those habits but it's not so easy to share that either man you're right just like a lot of these felons out here can't get rid of their exes a lot of y'all cops out there can't get rid of the past. Right. You know, so it's difficult for us to even look at y'all with eyes of trust when we have so many loved ones that we've all come in contact with and had terrible dealings with yeah. CPD. Yeah. Let me say this. So you have, I've seen where if it's their ones, they come faster. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Meaning, if it's another police officer, just Obviously like we had a police that got a police officer that got shot early on 89th uh, King uh, Stony Island at the Auto Zone, or no Dollar Dollar uh, Family Dollar, and they didn't even wait for an ambulance. They got him right to the hospital. You talking about the situation with the young lady? No. Oh no. Oh, it was okay. a, it was a, uh, a yeah. Was a, a, a police officer. That was yeah, he, a oh, police officer. All the police officer got shot in his car. They said a cop pulled up behind him and on the side of him and just unlet on him. Damn. They didn't wait for an ambulance to come. They took him to the hospital right away, and they called like we we another female police officer. Female police officer took him to the hospital, but he's in good condition, which is a great thing. But I just wish it was like that for the people that's not police officers. You know what I'm saying? Right. You because know? the time it takes for the ambulance to get there, shit, you could have been at the hospital. That's yeah, that's, that's and it's crazy because it's a hospital right down the street, Trinity, right down the street, and, and on 95. Those of y'all yes, out there, there who want to get into the mansions and talk about how we talk, listen, we got family members that's police officers, that's police officers, we got family members who are in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And let's not take that's not what we own in here, man, because we support ours. Of course. You understand, but ours Some don't stand right. next to them crookeds. Nope. Some I bet right. that. Bad. I bet you ain't gonna catch none one of ours and none of that crooked jump. Some of them just ain't right. So it's the some that takes that authority and go overboard with it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just like you remember last year when they had that shooting at the funeral home and all the people were standing outside, they was having that shootout outside the funeral home last year on Saturday. I remember that shit. Police car was driving past and they was having a shootout. He was cruising on past just like that. And kept rolling. He didn't stop. He wasn't trying to get involved. Hell that no. Damn. He like Or he might have been involved. Then there's that. Nah, that was a that was a rival. A yeah, rival thing. Game, no, what I'm man. saying is, we all know in the town affiliations is only one degree of separation. I concur. So with that being said, 
when I when that happens and the police is witnessing something like that transpire and they go by well, some not shit. even a light, not even a flicker, not even a, a not radio. Shot. To me, that's saying not even a bus of you. He right. He might have known it was finna go down. Right. So that definitely, drive, that definitely could have been, but because they trying to figure out how these people, how the people even knew that these people was right on their way out the door. You know what I'm saying? Because they called them they as was they was coming, coming right out the door. Like they was, they was already there waiting. What had happened? They end up putting the the information for the funeral on on Facebook, which the guy that ended up getting killed was a popular rapper. They never should have put his funeral information on uh, Facebook to begin with. Mm. And it, but that's pretty common no though. People show no, no, just, share the details of funerals. She just gave you, me, he he just gave me a whole different. So this was a party for a not, not a party. It was a funeral home. Wait a minute, maybe I'm no, not. Was it a cookie? No, she told. She's talking about the the uh, situation that happened last year when yeah. like 15 people got shot in outside the funeral home on Saint Nicholas Street. Okay, okay. okay. Now the funeral was for a popular rapper that was already into it with a. Another game because the guy that got the guy that actually got killed, he ended up killing one of the people that tried to kill some of his family members. But the guy that got killed was was already gone, so it was like a retaliation from him already killing somebody. So they they had knew they had knew that the defendant was going on, and he was gonna have a lot of his family members, loved ones, and all his friends was gonna be there. Right. So when they seen them coming out, man, they they sprayed it. The good thing about it was yeah. that nobody died. I they, heard they that though, have like, they both didn't even go to a fucking funeral in mm-hmm. peace. That's not the first time that happened though. Oh, it, that's it's, the first time I it's saw actually it. happened. It's common. That's that's why um, AR that was League a, that was just does not allow like gang funerals and stuff to happen at their funeral homes because they don't want situations like that. Right. Yeah, if you got if you got shot if a person was shot and they found out the person was a gang member they will refuse their funeral services because they don't want a situation right. like that which is understood because they, you don't want your establishment getting messed up i mean they already got a casket afraid to have funerals that you and you run a business a so if one. i can't do my funeral that multiple funerals at one time funeral, hey, yeah. but you yeah. think about it that's it's kind of smart because that's, that's where you're going to be your most vulnerable because you're going there to pay your respect you ain't thinking nobody gonna come get you though. You remember yeah. last year during the riot and the people were running up out there. Somebody ran up out there with a casket. During the, the riots? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> now that should have been okay. <laughs> make this shit up. They ran up out there. Somebody ran out of the riots with a whole casket. Okay. With a coffin. They get their vampire diaries on. Cause you're not you know, them cats be Like some people pay four and five thousand dollars for a cat. Yes, but without the funeral home, you want candy by six. Where are you putting the cat? It was one person dragging it down. Carried by six. You know the rules. Hi. That motherfucker. Like, listen, you can rent this cat. I want it back. Fifteen hundred. Wow. Cause it's like, let's not just take a second with this or so. What is the practical use of a casket? Now you could be on some vampire shit, like I sleep in here type shit. But like outside of that, because once you put somebody in a casket, you gotta be able to put them six feet deep in that motherfucker. And how can you do that if you're not going through a funeral home to get a plot at the Ain't cemetery? Uh uh-uh, uh, listen. So it let me gotta tell you. be six feet. Listen. So let me tell you. What can it be? So this is the thing. It can be. I mean, the it casket itself is probably from the listen. But the earth you know, it up. That's why they Check put you out. six feet deep because you'll come back up. Check this out. So you, so you technically don't have to purchase a casket from a funeral home. So you just show up with the casket. Like, hey, I got one. 
Oh my god. <laughs> hey, Amazon. From the Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Walmart had a casket store. Wish. You could get a casket. Oh, this big. But now it might be on that because somebody might see this and be like, Because you know, you can buy a house on Amazon. Did y'all see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Huh? Yeah, they can, they can, you can compete with on that ass. Yeah, you can definitely so do shit, that. if you can live in one, you can suddenly die in some off Amazon. Yeah, I know if people got casket, they probably want to bury some in the casket outside with body. You know, you put your eggs in it. Everything. And I mean, no, flying birds. What? Mike drop <laughs> birds. <laughs> right. She don't get it. Right. Birds. Damn birds, school birds. teachers. <laughs> she think it too fucking. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> she trying to she trying to commute with his brain. When she ride, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, okay. That is a bird. <laughs> Ew, fucking... <laughs> a dumb bitch. What else is it? Okay. Well, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> Yeah. Also, oh, listen. So, off camera. <laughs> we don't. We don't only have bad news, y'all. We also have a black-owned <coughs> bread company here in Chicago, yes, y'all. Three so brothers. check this out. So y'all, listen. Um, it say February twenty-eighth, but it's a black-owned bread company, y'all. Brothers making bread. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm that's talking right. about. They, Charles Alexander, Mark Edmund, and Jamal Lewis have made history on launching black bread company. The first black-owned sliced bread company in the U.S. You heard me? Black. He's here? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, what did I say? In Chicago. Hey, we got uh, <laughs> Oh, no, that's, that's great. But, but the question is, like, what vendors are you? So, like, that. what grocery stores can we pick this up Brothers at? Brothers Bread? Yeah, Brothers Making Bread. They, they could have named that the shit. Name so. one, it could have been Brothers Bread. No, that's bread. not it. it no, Brothers Bread. Why got to be brothers making bread? Yeah, that's just what I said. No, that's just the headline. Oh, that's Goddamn. No, I was saying that they from Flossmore. They right down the street, y'all. Okay. Oh. What's the name of the company, though? It's a black on. It's a black bread company. <laughs> I didn't say brothers make. <laughs> Why you gotta be so cliche, though? Man? Wait a minute. Ebony bread. The name. Man, let me tell y'all something. The name. Oh, it's called Black Bread Company. Look at. Oh, look at the look. Look at the bread oh. pack. Dude. I know. Grab me a pack. I don't want that white bread. And, that it, bread. and look, it's a premium. That's just white like ten dollars. It must be organic. <laughs> we support. <laughs> Sixteen dollars. Ten dollars. Hey, listen, no, we listen. I'm gonna buy a loaf to support K, but I want wheat bread. This, this, this must be that uh, healthy bread. You know, some, <laughs> this ain't pre you know, <laughs> Some of the healthy they bread. They gonna buy, and that's from what y'all. You know, take a some of that for ten dollars bread. I need to see the whole grain one though. Some I of the healthy bread do cost like. Seven, but you know what? It don't matter yeah, what the cost I is. Ten. And, yeah, I, and I and I do it like eleven free, and it's still they like got a coupon. No, that's what's I like up. Coupon. I got like a coupon. I'm still trying. Listen, they yeah. got honey wheat bread. Check this out. Just for the sake of it being a black owned company, I'm gonna support. It. I don't give a fuck. And if it was you say bread. premium. Let me tell you something. You don't give a fuck if it's a hundred dollars. If it was hundred dollars, I'm gonna let that shit sit on my. It's gonna sit on top of my fish, but rock. Don't you eat that motherfucking bread? That bread gonna act on it. But they do got honey wheat. Oh, and you pre-order, so it's not actually on shelves yet. Nope. Cause the cause you have to pre-order. So and this is a good look. So I don't know if they have found a vendor yet. They might not want to go through Whole Foods and one of them high ass stores. But they want to keep their bread at ten dollars. But if you want to order direct, that's a good option. Like, cause we should be able to order groceries online. I was getting my groceries on Amazon. You can order from Amazon. With your link card too. Well, not right here. Not in my new uh place. <laughs> no, because I, I was ordering everything.
everything on Amazon Prime at my old spot, and it would just show up on the door in bags. And I was on there like, what the fuck wrong with this shit? And when I got to the end, they was like, bitch, we don't deliver that. I'm like, damn, I downgraded. That's crazy. Are you talking about they don't come out here? Really? Well, yeah. We know the snow people don't come shovel the snow over this. Yeah, that's though. probably our delivery offer. We be over in this bitch hey. like, we, we have it, Alaska. It, it looked nice over here. And you got a whole Siberian Husky for the snow. But I was living really? in Austin. At the end of the day, like, Austin is statistically one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in America. And I was getting delivered groceries. I don't movie. agree with that now. Yeah. Statistically, no, come on, because, man. Because they, have, they have classified Chicago and, like, three other cities as the most dangerous cities. Then within the cities, it's the areas. And Chicago is, like, Was, Austin. Was uh, 63rd King guy one of them? I'm going to say it's, it's <laughs> Austin, it's South Shore, and it's um, Roseland. I think them the three. Damn. That's impossible. <laughs> like this, this is like Roseland. Austin, Roseland definitely dangerous. But yeah, that's a third one. Like, yeah, what? Back of the yards, crazy. Super that crazy. they super crazy. Back, back of the yards, yards. worse than But back of the yards is mixed in. It's not all because the projects all the way up to the Mexicans. It's fine. Motherfuckers on 55th. I'm saying. Let me tell y'all. We're going to talk about You got 63rd in back of them. All of them y'all like, yo, that's 63rd. I think Hotel is more dangerous than Austin. 63rd Inglewood. 63rd is Inglewood. I think back of the yard. And Auburn Gresham was on the list. Auburn Gresham, which is like 87 by Halstead. Anyway, the point is, I was getting delivered groceries in Austin and now cut off in the suburbs. And I think that's wrong. Let me tell y'all something about back of the yard. I was at the light one time, right? Show me all goddamn school. Yeah. You in the summer. Like you that. live over here in Kingville. That's kind of crazy. They supposed to be coming with all the shovels. They probably tell you your ass. Shut up. No, you didn't just say that. Cut that out. We're going to cut that part out. But yeah, so <laughs> did we have anything else to share in news, Keish? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> get you something else. Let's not leave it right You know there. what? I wanted to mention something. And this is not, not me being funny. So earlier I was watching the news and they had two little girls on there, two little Caucasian girls on there because they started a business and making candles, 10 and 11. And I'm not discrediting kids at all, whatever the case may be. You understand me? But let me tell you something. Last year, I did the black market every week for months. Do you know how many little black girls is out there selling candles and shit like that? And I did not see not one of them on news. What made them different from the little black girls that I was selling that was out there selling candles where I was? Yeah. And I, I, I feel wanted. like I feel like the news coverage on things is always fucked up because our children They parents pay for that shit. That's what they our do. Our children are fucking entrepreneurs like I ain't never seen. Like yeah. here in Chicago, the black kids in this community, I feel like they be off the chain. 
even the invention of bucket boys, like what you finna grab a bucket and beat, beat it like up, a drum, beat it up, and make songs, beat it up. I ain't never even seen no motherfucking bucket boys on the news. Now it's old to us, but that's a really cultural feature of Chicago yeah. that never been acknowledged publicly that I see. Nope. No, I and so yeah, that's that. That is a huge issue. Like making candles to a lot of little black girls. I know little black girls make tie dye t shirts and they make good money too, but it never crosses over to being newsworthy. That's that's some yeah. That's how we need our own black. Black news channel here in Chicago. That's definitely what we need. Oh man, it's funny that you mentioned that, man, because it's three brothers over there in uh, Lancaster County in Pennsylvania. It's Lancaster. Yeah, Lancaster. 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 Well, wait, wait, because there's a there's a <laughs> city in Texas Lancaster? called Lancaster. <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> hey, what's but that sign? It's spelled the same what's way. What's that sign when you go to Texas? Come in on vacation, leave on probation. <laughs> we'll it's shit. a couple spots like that. Yo, but three years ago, these brothers started. It's uh, Marquise Lupton, William Wade Jr., and Brandon Wade Sr. They decided to start their own uh, cultural, well, the name of it is the Cultured Professional Network. And they started their own network through Roku channels. They got 13 different shows to oh, address the lack of diversity in news programming. One of the brothers got like over 10 years in media. Wow. So he decided, you know what? They're, misrepresent- they're misrepresenting us mm-hmm. in today's news through these other venues. Mm-hmm. Let's start our own where we can highlight the good in the communities right. and all the things that's happening out here. So it's cool that hey, you mentioned uh, but that's how it always start. It always start where people will be trying to uh, black this, black that, black excellence. And then once the white man take on your check, is they, they, they easily sell. That's the same. True story. Yeah, that's the True same story. shit that just happened I mean, with Jay-Z and Title. True story. That, and, and he sold part of Ace of Spades too. For us, by us, yeah, for the so. black people. And, and then you know, apple bottom, all that shit eventually get get bought. My booty used to look good in apple bottom too. Baby, let me tell you. I had I but truth be told, once 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 they sold it though, they fall off the market. It don't be you know because people people once people realize it's no longer owned by Tim, us. Timberland yeah. and Swiss Beast. Because I'm gonna be sold, honest with you. Oh yeah, because they, they just sold, sold verses. They just sold verses. Yep. Now let's see what verse is gonna turn into and watch mm. the, watch 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 how so we actually, are. Actually, let me go. Let me let me back up a bit. That. I'm with black people creating some building of getting the notoriety and then selling it off and then letting you motherfuckers have it well, taken and then be I the now. next thing. Yeah. It ain't quite a tragedy. Low key though. Yeah, look, look at the bag they just got off. They gonna come because they know we are the top consumers. Mm-hmm. They know we're the ones that's really going. I mean, this is what everything culturally is built on. It's built on our backs. Right. So at the end of the day, they're watching us and what's the next trend and they're going to grab it and they're going to hop on it, and then they're going to try to ride it till it dies. That's what they do. I mean, look at BET. I mean, that's, that's you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, that's very Bob American. sold it. Viacom picked it up. And BET really ain't been the yeah, same since. What the fuck is even on BET? I know it's a lot of people on the shows in syndication, but Nobody I don't know really Everybody was watching Tyler Perry shows on there? No, he on the own yeah. network. Tyler Perry. Oh, I thought no, he was. He, he got, got a couple got shows on BET. He got sisters on there? <laughs> um, okay. No, really. The no, BT awards still come on. No, because I'm gonna say, what's, what's See? the? <laughs> That's my point. Like, 
I mean, I know it ain't that show all the guys used to stay up late night and watch. That's been over. Right, that freak ass show, them nasty videos. Watch, the tip shit on yeah. Yeah. Now you gonna play Uncut crazy. videos. Uncut. Yep. Yeah. You look hey, That come on revoke now. I can't confirm or deny. You know, tip drill, <laughs> the real tip drill enough. video when old girl panties popped the loose <laughs> on her side and the ass was all <laughs> out. Okay. <laughs> but, I but I mean, so and, and on that note, let us transition yeah, I, because I, I would never think that such a fine gentleman such as yourself. So let let's get to some shit that we can't, can't make up. up right? What can we make up, Rock? Man, y'all Rock. see y'all boy, the horse man. <laughs> I sent the article about him too. He getting in trouble. Again. He's in trouble. He is. But listen though. He, um, they was putting up flyers about the the child molester moved over there on sixty six in uh Prairie. Somewhere, yeah. Uh, yeah, and the landlord was taking the shit down. What? Yeah, they was take, he was taking the shit down. So it's like the 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 landlord got a bill. He said the landlord got a building full of chomos that he only rents to them. Oh, so but this chomo child molesters. So, with that being said, the dude that he was putting on blast, who picture he was putting up, this motherfucker um, molested and raped and killed a 20-month-old. Oh, my God. Can you? um, I don't want to imagine that shit. He's still alive? That's what I'm saying. He's a Caucasian dude. And he got out of jail, got a place to live, and they want to keep his whereabouts secret squirrel. Right. Hell no. Nah. Do you know what kind of ass I act all through this motherfucker? The day they post a motherfucking face of it, he living at those to here. Yeah. He got to move. Curtains. No, and to figure that out, that that's transpired. But that's what we were talking about before. Like, you don't really know who the hell is in y'all in your district. You know, that's what you're looking into it, yeah. Because they, technically they on a sex uh offender registry. But how many people can say they check that motherfucker monthly to what see What is it called? Like watch watch.com or something? Is that what it's called? I think it's like I always just have typed in sex offender registry, you put in your zip code and they hit you with the facts. What's his name? Who? That horse man. Um Dreadhead Cowboy? I sent the article in the um in the group chat about it. That's is that him? Oh, this ain't the one right now. Yeah, I seen it was a. I seen it was something in there in reference. So here go right now. How, how the hell they? Perry. So they got their bread in a store Read right here. Landlord driving around the community, taking all the flyers down to hide this guy. Also, Dre had shared this. Yeah, he shared this. The Dre, the, they put up flyers to let people know in the neighborhood that this man lived there, and they're trying to drive him out the neighborhood, and the landlord is taking the shit down because this motherfucker. You see what he did? I oh. see. And but see, that's why I like that dreadhead nigga. Like, okay, like he's the one who's bringing awareness, like a lot of shit like this. Sexually assaulted and killed 20 month old Courtney Klein in 1997 and recently released from prison. Join us to create community awareness. Facts. And so he was having people meet him out there this day, and they was putting up flyers on this day, but they caught the landlord taking them down. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well then, uh, once again, Redhead Cowboy, shout out to you on that, on the Kids' Lives Matter and on the work you continue to do in the community. And that's it on that. Rocco, we still rocking with the uh, can't make this shit we up? can't make up or should we 
Hop on to Kirk Franklin slash Plies. That's you, you can't make that shit up. <laughs> no, it's a, it's it's about this can't make this shit up is some shit that you'd be amazed at how many people get busted saying some stuff when the mic is hot mm-hmm. and they don't know it's hot and they true feelings about stuff come out. So it's an announcer for a live broadcast of girls' high school basketball game in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Was caught using a racial slur. No, no, he used a few of them. This is they, they both. And oh. profanity and profanities against players who knelt during the national anthem. Matt Rowan, who is an owner and operator of the streaming service OSPN, admitted to using the words, but bro, he caught on national TV. They they all heard it, and all he was he's saying the, the the young ladies from Norman School. They kneel during the Star Spangled Banner, and it's predominantly some sisters on that team. And he was—he just seemed so appalled by it. Mm-hmm. They're kneeling, really? Those fucking niggers. Mm. About a bunch of girls. I'm appalled. Teenage okay. girls. Wow. I hope they fucking get their ass kicked. Mm. His mic was hot. It was hot. Yeah, Apparently, hot as hell. It was on fire. And then he was like, come on, Midwest City. They're going to kneel like that? Oh, he went in. And then later on when it all came out, this was his explanation. Yeah. Here's where the other part of Cambridge <laughs> comes in. The man says he is a type 1 diabetic. And not excusing my remarks, but it is not unusual when my sugar spikes, that I become disorientated and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. Get your ass out of here. <laughs> right. Sound like a damn The man blamed diabetes for his racist disrespect. For his hatred. So that's the thing. Maybe you did say some shit that you usually wouldn't say out your yeah, mouth. Or you, what you think no. every day, motherfucker. Yeah, no. Definitely, that's definitely it, 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 he usually... <laughs> the she thing, gave him the hood. <laughs> the thing is, he usually say it. He just don't get caught. There it is. Cut it out, He usually say it. But he blamed... You can't... Let me tell you something. I've seen a person... Yo. Having a low sugar attack. And it ain't never... He say you need a snicker. Yeah, like, wait, whoa. <clears throat> They're kneeling. Fucking niggers. What part of diabetes is that? <laughs> he put all the words in place. It ain't sound yeah, like it was he slurred. sound delusional to me. It nope. sound like he was disorientated to me. What the fuck? Where's the disorientation in that? Because I knew yeah. about a few of the symptoms. But right, I like you might. Tourette's. He definitely right. was coherent. You know he knew was exactly what, what the he was hell? And they children. See, these are these are little girls. I'm not saying that a grown black man is a nigga, because he's not. I don't, I mean, I don't even know what a nigga is by y'all definition. But we talking about adolescent girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, bro, like to spew that kind of hatred and let you know how some people do not view us as human, because that's something you would say, like a, a, a fully grown lion versus a smaller lion, you're like fucking animal, because they both animals. But to even be able to identify them little girls as nigga off the bat, you need to say black bitches. You're not sitting that at an cool. announce table. My thing, you're sitting at an announce table. What the hell possess 
to even work. Who runs this damn network? That's even worse. That's live broadcasting these girls' basketball game. At what point in your mind, being a professional with your own business, your own broadcasting business, where is it okay for you to publicly, just publicly be like, fucking niggers, I hope they get their ass kicked. And you're sitting courtside. Who I thought that was? He done hit his mic. I thought he was a, I thought he was a coach. That under his breath, like he, yo, facts. That's that insane. Facts. So maybe the diabetes came in when he got so incoherent. So I forgot to push the button. Because that's what the fuck <laughs> he always said. Yeah, that's right. what disorientated. It, it, it didn't make it to his finger. His finger was disorientated. He was kneeling. Right. You the, it's out there. And then where are the PR professionals? So when that, because he found. He was supposed to be the PR <laughs> so he was supposed to be the communications professional, not to be misstrued with the PR professional. The well, PR you can't probably relate something that went out hot on the air. But, see, all but he did make know. a statement. So it was like, who did you confer with? Because he did come up with this shit alone. Like, who did you confer with? Hey, no, I got a statement about alone. this. That had to be alone. That had to be alone. He couldn't run that through nobody else and they'd be like, yeah, go with that. What would you have told him to say? Nothing. But I'm exactly. sorry. I apologize. And, and I don't know what came over me. You know, my emotion because, because <laughs> wouldn't have been diabetes. Right. I don't know what I came over me. I couldn't use diabetes. I didn't That's use a classic line. Like, I don't well, know, you know what. what I, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just feel like I, said. I went overboard with it. I just feel like that. I accept everything that comes back with it. I just feel I like, hate that this has ruined my reputation. I hate that I've ruined my name and my family name for what I said in public, but I understand that there's consequences for everything that we do. He was That's that. what he was supposed I, to say. I, not, really, I didn't die, I really, diabetes fighting. You know what? I really feel like there is no apology for that. No, to can't. be aware of what you said is one thing. You and cannot apologize for that because... You were completely aware of what you said. But the community, the community, the community did demand an apology, so he was going to have to apologize. apologize. But no apology could fix that shit. Oh, hell no. It ain't about fixing it. It's hey, about apologizing. No. But, but it ain't sincere because somebody had to, to make you apologize. Reason. And this it is where cancel culture makes sense to me. So I was having this talk with my oldest daughter. She was like, well, you know how cancel culture goes. I'm like, no, how does cancel culture go? She was like, first you put the public pressure on the motherfucker to apologize. I'm like, okay, step one, should I step two is you say fuck them anyway. I'm like, oh. And then I was like, right, that's what they mean when they cancel somebody. They put that pressure on you to say something, and after you say it, it's like, okay, and we still hate your ass. So pretty much, I guess that's what the buddy should expect. Once they get you to apologize, yeah. then it justifies <laughs> canceling your ass. <laughs> like, right, so you admit it. Yeah, you right, admit it right, right, you. so we right. Cut them off. <laughs> 
They could have beat his ass. Kill his mic. <laughs> That's how they doing it. That's what they Kill his mic. Yeah. Because, oh, I mean, right. at that point, the apology ain't even sincere because it's not even coming from the heart. Somebody got to tell your ass to say that shit. No one in our community heard that or read that about that statement gave a shit about his apology. Motherfucker right. No, you never but shit about the apology. But you understand where the pressure for the apology come from. Exactly. His peers. Mm-hmm. In order for you to keep eating. You got to say you're sorry, you, you need asshole. to apologize. And see, and see, we might say fuck him, but them folks ain't finna fire him neither. From what I was reading, they were definitely calling for him, his company, and calling everything else it. to be removed. Yeah, removed. No longer doing no more. You know who they should expose? The motherfucker that's pushing back. If there's been a call for him to be terminated, there's somebody saying, no, we won't terminate him. That's the person who named to be exposed. Mm, I don't think nobody's going to be that brave. Nope. I ain't seen not one person. They don't be like, no. Well, you guys need to understand. They don't want to be um. Man, they ain't they don't, they don't, to that one. They don't want to be attached. He's going to, down with the shit. They don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to be attached to the nigger hater lover. Yeah, no, no, they don't want to be because they they the nigger hater. They'll 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 attach themselves to the black the, the person that kills the black person, and if it's any type of justifiable reason for that, they can attach to it. They'll stand next to him to George Zimmerman's. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they attach themselves to the, the, the kid that, that shot, that, that went up there and shot the people. You, you did the story, y'all. Well, the guy from Wisconsin. The guy from Wisconsin. Well, he's from Kyle's Wisconsin. ass. Kyle's he went to, went to Kyle's ass. Yeah. They'll Kyle's attach themselves now. to that because of the act. There wasn't a verbal, there was an act. And mm-hmm. in the act, mm-hmm. they'll attach to the act. Because you could say the they, act was contextually about anything. About anything. Mm-hmm. But the verbal. Misrepresentation of what you do. It's not misrep. The, the verbal act of cruelty, the verbal act of disrespect, the verbal act of tearing down is too direct. Right. It's too much to attach yourself to. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Call them niggas. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't test that. He right. said the word right there on, and they heard it. Oh, no, we can't attach that. But see, but when you're an announcer, not you're not even sitting there alone. I would have questions for everybody. Like, so y'all, because it's usually the same people. So it's like, so y'all sit on either side of him while he's spurring racial slurs every week yep. during the games. I'm yeah, telling every, you. Every, every day. So what do you mean? Oh, he that, said that. Well, to protect themselves, they're going to say, he never heard him say that. <laughs> oh, looking at him like this. What? Who is going to sit there next to them and say, yeah, he say that every week. You still said that? They're not going to do that. Oh, exactly. they're very intelligent. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that. That's not going to happen. Exactly. You know, because the moment it goes on the other airways, everybody who was close to him is scooting over. I mean, because if I knew anybody on that panel, I'm like, so that's somebody be on every week? That was an announcer. That's the first question. That was an announcer who was a, uh, a national broadcaster for baseball. Got canceled over the summer. Dang. Because he got on there and the mic was hot. Dang. And he got the spewing about gays, oh. homosexuals. And he was talking about something else that was happening uh, uh, right there on the diamond, and it was hot. Mm. And everybody was like, ooh. Yes. <laughs> and yes. during the whole thing, he was on there trying to apologize and call the game at the same time. And then the people working for ESPN was like, eh, it's not gonna work. Go ahead and remove yourself. <laughs> right there. That's the same thing that just happened with uh, Miles Leonard. <laughs> The basketball player that played for the Yeah, East. and that that was cold. Miles Leonard, basketball player who went to Illinois, mm-hmm. 
he at the time who, who, he was playing for Miami. Miami Heat, and he was playing a video game. You know, all of those cats, a lot of those cats are gamers now, mm-hmm. and he's playing a game. You know, they be on Twitch and they be conversating and communicating with the fans while they playing them in the games, mm-hmm. and. I guess during the game, one of the cats ended up catching him up and gunned him down. I guess they was playing one of them shooting games, whichever one uh, they was playing. And he spewed out an anti-Semitic term, called him a kike. And I was like, to understand the way that he said it, though, to me, in that context, in context he used it, it was totally like he didn't really know what he was saying. But to me, that's the worst kind. Because you spewing hate and don't even know what you using it for. Mm, you just saying You just spewing it. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have a whole bunch of other people following in your footsteps and you're disrespecting the whole And they don't know what the fuck they're saying. And they don't know what they're saying. And he went on there apologizing because he didn't understand what comes behind that. Right. He didn't understand. He was... Truly speaking from a place of ignorance. And he was. But that don't take away from the fact that you use that derogatory term over the airways in a real messed up way and you need to be punished for that. I don't know if I... Well, I don't want to get up into punishment versus consequences, but on that note, let's talk about how we shouldn't be punishing flies. I mean, Kirk Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> so let let's 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 get into it just a taste. Well, a taste. <laughs> so Kirk Franklin apparently two years ago, two or three, so this is old, he had a heated conversation with his now 33-year-old son. During this conversation, we cannot hear the context. The full context. We can't hear the full conversation or the context, but what we do hear is the opening line, yo bitch ass. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was the first, that's what he hit record just on time to get that. He must have seen the bitch ass coming up for him to start recording like that. And so, over the course of the conversation, Kurt calls him a bitch ass nigga. He also talks about uh, breaking his motherfucking neck if he ever disrespect him. (laughs) You know, now I want to say this, that in the black community, (laughs) such terminology is not uncommon. And I'm just going to be all the way honest. Whether that's good or bad or neutral, that's up in the air. But when it, I heard it's it... It's common for parents to threaten children with violence. Yeah, facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just talking about the, the standard cuss out. I'm not going to speak on other races because I know I've heard it in other races too. I mean, we hear but we can only directly in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we pass so, the mass weapons around. That's not even... In my opinion, you're not actually parenting someone at 33 or 34, but you is checking another grown man, which I find to be, it's, I'm not parenting my 35-year-old daughter, no, but I will I'm check, check her. my 30-year-old. Yeah, that's a totally different situation. Absolutely. So a lot of questions have come up online, which I'm going to open it up to our, our illustrious cast here about whether or not he's been talking to the boy that way his whole life, if this is something new that came in with the 30s. Then we found out that the boy does have some mental health issues, which to, to some people that make the language justified, but to others, they was like, you should handle him even more delicately if he's mentally disturbed. Um, then some uh, other questions arose around the fact of whether or not it was an overall dysfunctional household, because honestly, Kirk has been in the news a few times about his <laughs> porn addiction. This is a reality, and whether or not I'm there were other things porn, but I'm, I'm still a good daddy. Oh, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying there's a lot of conversations <laughs> like, about 
parenting, adult kids, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, mental illness, uh, people in the church, and the expectation when you're in ministry. There have been so many conversations going on. So Here we go. We're going to get into we're a get out to it now. We're going to make y'all mad. So, Zay, said, first you hit us with your overall synopsis. I mean, you heard it because you heard it. You heard it. This should be yeah. fresh on your mind right now. I definitely think uh, it was it was probably justified. Ain't no telling what that man said to his father before he went off on him like that. <laughs> it, it had to be justified for that. And for him to talk to him like that, it ain't had to be something that was always done. It had to be in the heat of that moment. For him to say he going to break his neck, come on. you had, He had to say something to him that really, really pissed him off to a point where he felt like, if I bring you in this world, I can take I you take out. take your ass out. You ain't Message. gonna disrespect me. Message. You ain't about to disrespect me, cause now we get that from where? Where did that terminology come from? I brought you in this world. I take you out. <laughs> your own damn parents. The Cosby that, Show. Oh. <laughs> you know, like your own damn parents. Bill right, Cosby right. said that in the eighties to his son for disrespecting him, and he looked him dead in the face on NBC. Said, I brought you in this world and I will take you out. That's been around for damn near 30 years. And we know that came back from way, way back. Not to not to say that you made the statement. I want to clarify that this is where our community is injected in with this. Because he made that statement on that, and everybody laughed at it because we all related to it. Thanks. Back to you. I'm sorry. But yeah, that doesn't uh that doesn't mean that okay, what what happened was was not okay. I mean, because regardless of our um, our race, because we black, it happens with us. It happens with every race. Every race, parents and their kids differently. Okay, we got Middle Easterns. They don't move out them their parents' houses until they get until they get married. Yeah. So how do you think they're being treated into adulthood? True. Of and, course, because you're under their roof. Right. I had it. They're I under had their roof. Since he touched that with me, me Curf- in the medical field, Cur- curfews I and everything. He's one hundred percent curfews and everything. Because I had a lady who had her father, her family, literally was in control of who she was going to marry. Arranged marriage. She had a boyfriend that wasn't from the same tribe that they were from, and she was like, "I can't even introduce him to my parents." They would go crazy. They'd go haywire, and they were holding their monetary, mm-hmm. you know, you strength, their authority, their their leverage over her, mm-hmm. to the point where she didn't even want to introduce her boyfriend to her people, mm-hmm. and to the point where she literally. And I'm asking her, "Yo, you make enough money? Why you and him don't just do y'all? You in America now?" And she was like, "No." And the same thing with the Nigerians. I knew they would date um, American black women, but when it was time to get married, every Nigerian I know married another Nigerian me woman. Too. Like they don't play them games. Everyone I know, me yeah. being in the medical field, me being in there, I'm around all of them, and that's how all of them. Yeah, 
Later for so the bullshit. All of them get down. And so you're right. I did feel like people. people and at 18, my mother did start to treat, treat like there were some limitations because I am in her house. But she did respect me as an adult. So to go over somebody's house, they 22, 23, and they mama like checking them. They can't, oh, I'm sorry, my it was a it was a culture shock for me. Cause I'm like, no, my mama treat me like I'm grown. Like I don't know nothing about being in the 10 o'clock and I remember my <laughs> Nigerian boyfriend. He was like it's about respect. I don't come in my mama's house after 10 o'clock, and I think we was 21. I'm like, but why you, I couldn't even, because he's like, why is that disrespectful to her if you come in quietly, you know, 12 o'clock, we grown, we in college. He was like, that ain't had his go. Facts. He's like, you trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she don't want me messing with you Americans. You don't. <laughs> and that's you what happened. You're going to take the culture away. And you that's what happened. mess up the culture. Yeah, that's, that's what they be thinking. Interbreeding with anything American is going to totally get away from their culture. Getting away from their heritage. Getting away from their from how they did things way back in the day. So yeah. they be like, no, stay here. Where they understand the way we do things and this is how we do So basically, Zay, you saying like ain't nothing wrong with what he did at all. No, no, like, what about the religious it. aspects? He is a minister. Hey, he human. At the end of the day, and he a man. And he a man. And he a man. At the end of the day, he a man. He's a so man. So irregardless of... Him being a, min- a minister. Of South Central. What was that scene? Whenever do you or do you not recognize this is a man standing here? Boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, regardless of him being a minister. Yeah, yeah. When he, the boy got shot. He can't tolerate. <laughs> no, he can't tolerate no disrespect, especially not from somebody that he birthed. But we don't know if it was actual disrespect. Because sometimes, come on now, black parents do sometimes think you disrespecting them when you not. <laughs> you just speak out sometimes. True story. Like, True story. True story, <laughs> but the but, but. The, the, traje- the trajectory of that conversation of how he blew up, it had to be something that really pissed him off. It definitely had listen. To. One time, I remember my mama thought I was raising my hand up, girl. I did. <laughs> She's like, "You raise your hand at me." I'm like, "Girl, I just want to scratch my head." <laughs> no, I'm saying that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I like the conversations that are starting about black parenting. It's not saying that other races parent better. We don't know shit about them. We focus on our community. And there was a meme going around saying black parents think it's disrespect when you won't let them disrespect you. And it had 10,000 shares. So it ain't always if a, hey, black, but, if a but, black parent up in arms. They've been wrong. No, I'm just saying some black mamas, daddies be drunk high or something else and go off. And it wasn't warranted just because they passionate about it. That don't mean that that's warranted. But, but on the flip side, you know, Caucasian families... They they tend to allow get the their fuck kids, beat out of by their kids. Oh. Right, they tend to allow that they well, kids I mean, to, that, to, to further disrespect them, and they they, they, they might they, yeah, they, they might talk they, to they them crazy as well. They be all on Marvel and shit. I recall a wrestling match in my living room one time by a certain family member at this table of the rain name was you know one just thought that she was being tested by one of hers, and I was trying to save the child. No, don't do it. <laughs> Next thing it you know. A, oh, so you can. It was a, no, it was a, we were playing. We were sitting we there. We were playing. We were sitting there and we had watched, who had just fought? We had just watched a fight. That's how it started. We ended up watching the fight. Too. And so it, it was somebody no. fighting that night on, on TV. Was it Manny Pacquiao? Uh. Was it Manny Pacquiao? That's, that's, that's my boy. boy. I just but, but, blacked out. <laughs> 
So my oldest daughter at that time, she was like, Mama, I want a rematch from our fight. Because we had like a little tussle when she was like 12 or 13 that I had recorded and put on Instagram. And it was all fun and games. But for whatever reason, I don't remember. She kept referencing it that particular and night. And it like, was I a house for other adults. So I tried to interject and save the child. Like, no, not the time. <laughs> you don't want to do that right now. Yes, I do. No. You don't. This ain't the platform for that. And she pressed it. And she gave her what she asked for. I wasn't trying to hurt her. Oof. But I, I did pick her up and I slammed her and I put my hand kind of just, just to let her know, like, you can't get up unless you, I allow you. You close her, plead the, plead the filth. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hurt her. She didn't have no, any bruises. she hurt her feelings. Yeah, her feeling. She was her a little embarrassed, were, but I didn't. She was hurt very her. embarrassed, but it was a it was a moment. It was a teaching <laughs> well, moment. I had to say very. It was because it was a teaching moment, I had to and she that ass a bit. she had to, and I felt like, and I was trying to save her from that because she had to do that. She had to do that, and her child wasn't aware that she was outside of her barrier. You had went into a lane that you as the child should never enter into with the parent. And as and you entered it, and I was trying to detour you. You chose to stay that lane, and she did what she was supposed to do. She didn't hurt her, but she did correct her. She let her know, never okay. Hey, all kids need corrective action sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I was trying to play the. I was trying to come from a different side, but she but, did. She she did. You you honestly tried to temper it. I can right. honestly say, she pressed it, and then that happened. But in in the parenting phase, I thought that was a teachable moment, and I thought she handled it correctly. Mm-hmm. You know. It could have gotten, if she wasn't who she was in her body and understood what she was trying to do, it could have gotten extremely insane. But because she did it the way she did it, and the way it was done in the context of the way it was done, especially just amongst family, it was a situation where that child had had to understand her boundaries with mom. You're still a child. Mm-hmm. You're not 20. Yeah. You're not 18. Yeah. You're still a child. Yeah. You don't test your parents. You have to let your child know. And she, she was not going to be that, showing. She let her know. You have to let your child know that we will not be a, a, a showing up on Maury. Yeah, we're, 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 yeah. We'll but, do that shit. We all got to You know, and, and we, we hear in many occasions where other races, children, show up on Marvin. extremely indignant. Extremely oh, disrespectful. I wish I could. We got to get to a level on the show where we can show clips. Yeah. Because there's this clip that I share every time they come back up. It's like seven years old now. So it's one of those intervention shows with a white kids that go to jail. You know, they get scared straight. And so the little boy had been in jail for like 12 hours or whatever, you know, for his intervention. His parents came to see him and they talking to him through the glass like, what's going on, Jimmy? And he was like, and this big black ass guard was like, answer them before you get your ass whooped. And on top it said, if you never had a black dad, you don't know how much fear just went through this little boy body. He was like, (laughs) (laughs) funny as hell. Like he said, you answer them before you get your ass whooped. His parents, his mom and his dad was like. Let me ask (laughs) y'all, let me ask y'all a question in that regard. In today's parenting aspect, do y'all feel like 
Y'all heard the term spare the rod, spoil the child, right? Yep. Facts. Yeah, I never heard that one. And so <clears throat> be the right generation. That, talk to this that means if you don't whoop your kid ass, your child, child gonna be spoiled. They gonna be doing it's all this other different shit, us. all mm-hmm. this extra shit because you ain't never whooped their ass. So I in context, you know, as we growing up, especially me, older than y'all, and in the context, are of me you? Growing up, slightly older than you, slightly. You right on here. And with that being said, you know, I grew up down south with our elder statesmen. Yeah. So I was around. The 60-year-old grandmother and the 80-year-old great-grandmother. So understand my parenting and my the rearing that I received was probably a little bit different than y'all. Because it was, speak when you're spoken to. You're not supposed to be seen. You're supposed to be seen and not heard. Anything come back out your mouth outside what I told you to do is a ass whooping. You know, and there was no, if I tell you to do it, I don't owe you no explanation. You do what the hell I told you to do. And if you don't, we'll beat your brains in. Don't so in, in the context, huh? Don't interrupt when adults are talking. Don't interrupt with it, especially that. One. Don't be looking at so in context, in the way, the children of then and the children of today, do you see a change or a switch? And how the switch—that's a key word. In the switch. In the, in, the, in the difference in how the children today are being raised versus I, the ones I think to. that we try to make so I do this sit down with my daughter like every six months like hey how do you feel I'm doing to you as a parent like are you doing wow, what you need are you not and I've been doing that since she was about 12 what do you need from me are you getting what you need and the new thing I brought in is hey you can take everything I did right and do it with your kids and take everything <clears> I did wrong and do it better for your kids because I'm not perfect so I Let's think go. that our generation Message. wanted to come through and make some of those amendments. Like, yeah, we should discipline our kids, but shit, I'm not finna hit my kids with no motherfucking stitching cord. You know what I'm saying? I know switching shit, no. make you go out there and get your right. own switch. Right, so we, I think in the we bushes. tried to make some adjustments, which was right. You, each generation get better than the next. Like I said, my grandmother didn't finish high school. She's a brilliant woman, though. Shout out, Verna May. My mother finished high school. I finished college. My children will have master's degrees. Each generation is supposed to get better. So I don't believe Absolutely. in keeping shit exactly how it was. But shit can get lost in translation with the edits. And that's the issue that I think we're having with this generation. Like, I do give my kids explanations with an older one. Like, hey, I'm telling you this because this is what I want you to notice. I always thought it was wrong to because these kids are answering to all kind of adults without explanation. Yeah. And that was during a time there was a lot of molestation shit going on because we was teaching the kids to go with whatever any adult said. Like, I do believe in the adjustments, but how do we stop those adjustments from going too far left? I don't know. We're not perfect. We're not good. Well, um, I mean, I whooped my son ass, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't beat him for every for every little thing. Right. And like he don't he my father is his father, meaning my father was is his grandfather and also his father because his father is not in his life you know what i'm saying so my father and my brothers took on that that manly role in his life to be there for him and to show him different things which i appreciate and like i went away to college and i talked to my son about different stuff you know he was like you know um I'm not mad at you, you know, I love you, because I know everything that you do is for me, 
And like to this day, when my son tell me that he proud of me, that's great to hear because I never want to be the parent to let my child down because I only have one. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, when me and my son go out to eat, I be like, you know, what's going on with you? You good? You know, blah, 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 blah. My son will be 22 this year. So, and I ask him, you know, like different stuff. Like, how you doing? You know, you good? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it did no listen, just my son twenty two. You said just doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean that I'm old. Like I could have had him at twelve. Like how you know you I ain't thirty four. But do you feel like you raising him totally different from how you was raised or a little bit or your own thing? How do you feel? You know what? I um <coughs> No. Uh it's like an in between. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's an in between thing. Cause like my mom barely whooped us. I got a whooping from my dad. Um, but my parents didn't talk to us as much as we talk to our kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, your parents love you when you were a kid, but you don't know to what extent because they never say this is this. Like, I know my parents love me. Hell yeah. My daddy, I'm my daddy only girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know my, my parents love me. I know my mama love me. I know my siblings love me. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you a question. <coughs> as a single mother with his father not being in like you said your brother stepped in and mm-hmm. your father you being a single mother though mm-hmm. did you feel a need because you were raising a son to beat be that more ass? stern with him yeah and I did tried that and, and I got you know what as a mother um, him being my only child like I'll whip his ass and I'll cry mm-hmm. Because it's like I don't want to hurt this person because this is this it's is you. me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it would hurt my feelings to whoop him. You know what I'm saying? But I knew he needed his ass whooped, mm-hmm. and he understood that. You know what I'm saying? He never felt no different. How do you feel about that term that people say that people that women raise their sons or raise their daughters? And what do they say? They, they say you raise your daughters and baby your sons. Essentially, yeah. that that women. Yeah always do that with little boys and, and make no. it hard for them to be men. I, when I was pregnant, I wanted a boy. I did not want a girl. I wanted a boy and I got what I wanted. And I love my kids to death. Like, I don't, um, I don't wish I had nothing different. But do I you wasn't feel like you was lighter on him than you would have been on a little girl? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to say. Mm. I don't know. Because, like, my niece, like, I say something to her and I treat her just like she mine too. I say something to her, but I'm not going to whoop her. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to whoop her. Like right. I, I look at her, she, she looks just like me. Like I don't want to whoop her. Like, right. but my um, my son, we have like you know, we don't have multiple conversations. Like you know, he like I don't love you no less for none of the stuff that you did. Not saying I did nothing bad to them, so don't take that the wrong way. Yeah. It's situations that happen in my life. So um, he didn't love me no less for the stuff that I did. He actually loved me more because he knew everything I did was for him. And um, he got mad respect for me, and he's proud of me at the same time because I went from shit to sugar. Right. Not meaning like from my parents, but through the shit that I chose to go through in my life. You know what right. I'm saying? So with that being said, I try to guide him the right way. And if I can't get it through to him, I ask my brother to talk to him or something like that. Or I ask my guy to talk to him um to have a conversation to him because some stuff I can say to him, but it comes it comes out better right. coming from a man. Right. You know, because mothers, because we softer. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't be, we are softer than men. You can't take that away. I think we were See, supposed that's where, to See, that's be. where I was, going, I was going there. Because 
I think we were meant to balance each other out, man and female, in raising I, a child. I think so, so too, and I think it can go both ways. I, I could, think you'll do a woman raising a son. I think it can go to one of the two different yeah. extremes. I know what the extremes are just to say too. You know, you can go to the point where you baby him so much. Mm-hmm. Which is what I'll And you pacify and you spoil him so much till he never even want to leave your titty. Mm-hmm. And then you another one you you try to make him so hard because you know how it is out here for a black mm-hmm. man growing up and you want to make him tough and you want to make him to be able to deal with society on a level that you can be too hard and disconnect from your yeah so I was like That's that what I was so like I was like I'm like that in between mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because I so definitely you felt the groove. Yeah, I'm like that in between because I wasn't tough as hell on him. Like, you gonna fight every motherfucker you see, and if you don't beat this motherfucking ass, I'm gonna beat your motherfucking ass. Or I'm not that type of parent. No, you can't. No, I don't want you to go outside. No, you can't go outside. I'll take you outside. I'm no. He played with his friends. He did different shit like that. He done played baseball. He done had fights. You know, he done played basketball. He done got scarred. He done failed. Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Shit that he's supposed to do as a boy to go into a man. He's supposed to do that shit. He's supposed to hurt himself. He's supposed to hit his head. Shit like that. He's supposed to go through certain situations in life. You know what I'm saying? To understand what he's not supposed to do or what he's supposed to do the next time. As we all should. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, um, my son is is that middle. He ain't that badass dude and he ain't no pussy. Okay, I know pussy. Zach, <laughs> what about you? Do you see a vast contrast in how you, you raising your daughter. daughter and how you were raised? Yeah, you got a whole daughter. Ooh. <laughs> and yeah, she look just like uh, me, y'all. Yeah, she definitely do look just like her. Uh, that, that's cool. We look like though. That's my pussy. Right. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> I talk to her a lot more than... Uh, yeah. Than than my my parents did, but you know, uh, just just recently, um, me and my dad just we started talking a lot more. You know, we we into the the, the same line of work, so it's it's kind of and they a day apart, like yeah. their birthdays a day apart. So it's it's, it's kind of natural for us to to have more conversations about different things, and and uh, but it wasn't like that when I was growing up. Right, and he was working so hard, and I, I understood why he was absent a lot. But I mean, so he would definitely discipline us mm-hmm. if we needed something from him. He would be there, but it wasn't a whole lot of conversations like we did something wrong. Have a sit down. Have a sit down and talk. Right. It wasn't none of that. But we 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 all knew our place. So me growing up, I, I'm the baby. So <laughs> it's my little. <laughs> Hold on, no, no bullshit. So what she went my through, big little brother. What yeah. my brother went through and what my other sister went through, I knew I didn't want. So I knew everything I didn't want to do and what I had to do to get to where I was trying to like go that. because they made all the mistakes I didn't want to make. I'm the only one that been to jail, though. <laughs> I just said that. So <laughs> when you disciplining your daughter, yeah, I've actually never whooped her, but the. The way I look at her or the the stuff I say to her, how I say it to her, she understands that mm-hmm. when I'm serious and when I'm not serious. She if I have the whoop her, then I will, but I haven't, to this point, she's nine, and I haven't had the whoop her. Now, her mother, on the other hand, they be tussling, going back and forth, fighting, <laughs> and she be whooping her, but that don't be, like, they, they be going back and forth, but the way she... Interact with her is totally different than the way right. I, I, I interact with her. How does she interact with her? 
on like a, a playful level, friend level. Friend level. Yeah. And I don't I don't do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I I play with you, but I'm I'm your father. Like but I'm not about to. Play I'm your with father you. first. I play with you, but I ain't here to play with you. Right. That's me and my son. Like we we parents first, and then we your friend second. Ain't no friend first, then parents second. Nah, you ain't gonna get me like that, huh? And furthermore, I I think it's a beauty in allowing your children to earn your friendship. My daughter is looking forward to being my friend, yes. so she can see the the, the light, the glimmer of a friendship with mommy, but it's not present because you earning your way there, and not that there's power in yeah. that. True story. Rock on. What you about no, it's, to ask? It's the, I asked that because on the flip side, to understand me being the oldest, he's the baby, and. Growing up with my mama, she ain't playing no games. Like, wasn't no, wasn't no, hi, son, how was your day? What's school good? Probably like she beat that homework? ass. Yes, I ain't no look like. <laughs> <laughs> my mama wasn't that type of chick. You know, she grew up with a bunch of brothers. Mm-hmm. And her oldest sister is my grand. 20 years of her senior. 18. Mm-hmm. 20 years, 18, her senior. So she really didn't have that, that relationship. Right, she was closer her to the brothers. was with her brothers. And she Sorry. had that, I guess, on her mind when she was raising me. And I didn't get the my love yous and, and how was your days. You know, my mom was giving me game when I was growing up. She was giving me how to survive out here. I want to interject that it's also age appropriate. So when you were about 13, 14, how old was auntie? She was a young woman, too. <laughs> uh, 25, 28. Yeah, so that's young. Because I want to say that I was like tomboying and shit. My auntie, maybe because she didn't have no I was 15, she was 30. Yeah, she had pulled me to the side instantly. Like, auntie, love you now. That ain't how young ladies act. Like, But it's different. Yeah. She she always wanted that girl. You know, she got two boys. And she stopped. She was like, oh, that's it. I ain't going to try it anymore. Because I don't want another. She quit. That shit hurt. The way she... Would deal with them. Mm-hmm. When she dealt with us, it was totally different. Like yeah. I said, I don't recall my mama even saying I love you till I was grown. Mm-hmm. And I could be wrong about it, but I didn't hear it often enough to say. For it to be embedded. For it to be embedded. embedded. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and when I became an adult, me and my mama started to have kind of issues about that as a child. I'm like, yo, you know, I mean, you want that type of mom? Like, the grandmother she is is totally different from the mother she was. Of she was stiff and stern. Like I couldn't come in the house with no B's and no C's. I was yeah, shut that's down. how my mom is. You know what I'm talking about? My brother came in with straight F's. That's a whole other story. But it was a whole totally different way of the upbringing. Like, no, nah, nigga, you gonna fight? No, nah, nigga, when somebody pull a gun on you, this what you do. If they're close enough to you, you fight for that pistol. If they ain't close to you, let them shoot your ass running. If a nigga trying to kidnap you, nigga, you don't let them take you nowhere. You never let them take you from point A to point B. Point B, they control. Point A, they can't control it. If they're going to do you, let them kill you right there. At least then we can find your body. These are the conversations my mama had with me at 14. And I just want to point out, if y'all not paying attention, you see how he's saying how stern his mama is. I just want y'all to check out the little muscle in his arm right here. Because it's, you know, flex on him. He, he flexing it's on y'all right here. It's right there right. in the camera. I just wanted to point <laughs> that out. The muscle is in y'all. Y'all, y'all see, he giving y'all a gun show. Go ahead. Run up on it. But, <laughs> you know, those are the those are the things that my mom and the instilled in me growing up. Mm-hmm. So the mentality on um, when you walk outside that door, nigga, this is how you carry yourself, this is how it be. This is what you do. 
And not to cut you off, but remember I was telling you that study that I feel like applied to the family? Remember it was a while where it was all online, like people raised on survival and people raised on love is not the same. And I was like, I feel like in our family, everything he just said, my mother told me too. At a young age, six, seven, matter of fact, because I used to walk to the bus stop with my cousin Phil, but it's like it's done in love, and I think you know the difference. It's extreme love, but yeah. when you're going through it, though. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other side of that, you recognize it. Because mm -hmm. I was definitely in those situations. And I knew exactly what to do when I was in those situations. Because mm -hmm. my mama voice came popping in my goddamn yeah. head. Yeah, and that's why I'm here talking to you right now. Because both of them situations came up. And I knew exactly what to do when it came up. Because she told me what to do. Yeah, my mama wasn't there, you know, sitting there with me at the table while I'm doing home. My mama didn't, really finish, didn't finish high school. So, yeah, she wasn't sitting there with me, helping me with my homework. No, my mama was giving me stuff that I needed to learn to be an independent young black man in America. Shout out, Amy. And that's what she did. Come but to on. understand, she's had to sacrifice the, the snugglies and the cuddlies and the hugs and the kisses and all to that make you talk. to make sure that I was able to be independent out here. That I was Survive. able to walk on my own. I was able and to I be out something here. something always fall through. Like, I think ain't nobody perfect because I feel like my mother was a affectionate person, but she never was a big on the vocalization. I think vocal is hard. But this is where you take from what they did and then you add your sauce exactly. to it because mm -hmm. I noticed Remix. I didn't receive yeah. that and I, I I saw how the relationship with me and her was mm -hmm. and it's kind of contentious it's even it's contentious to a degree now I love my mom enough though my mom be there for me through whatever I mean niggas came to grab me one time she was made a right on the front line like you ain't taking my son she was right there with me getting it in on two occasions yeah I know how that could be they was I trying to get me my mama. mama was right there like nah what's up I don't I don't been y'all been taking my baby I don't been there mama yeah. you did when we so I, I mean right I'm talking about these cats got bats gloves guns and moms I've, like, I've been in that situation and that's when you know yeah my mama love me. You did? I've been in that situation. Like, me, me for you my brothers. Right there my on brother, Shakespeare, on the corner, on the block from our crib. Ain't no line about that. We were right there. It was like 12 of them trying to get me. It was me, my mama, my stepdaddy, and my girl. And they was trying to grab me. And she wasn't going. Screw in the middle of the street, jumped right out. Run right in the pack. It was right there. That's my old girl. Yeah. But she ain't finna be hugging up on you. She do that with the grandkid. Right. You know, come on in, granny got you new. <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I said that, I'm like, who the fuck is this? What you do with my mama? And I think but, it just shows all the growth. Like, it's, it grows from generation to generation. Like I said before, but also, it grows individually. Like, you also grew up with your mama, so you've seen her evolution. Yeah, I've seen her. I've seen it. And the cool part about it, but I, I, I'm conscious of that part that I missed because that's still it, it kind of it's still in me mm -hmm. that I didn't get that so I tell my yeah. kids I love you as much as possible my son is in that big 13 year old bigger than me I kiss him and he better not frown right. my baby kissed him my daughter kissed him I love you you know daddy love you I had him talks with him though. them same talks mama gave me I gave each and every one of them except for the five year old because it's the remix. Because it's the remix. <laughs> but on top of that is, you know, Daddy love you though, don't you? You know I love you with everything in me, man. You know I die for you. 
and I don't ever want you to forget because these are things that I didn't hear mm-hmm. but I didn't understand until I was grown mm-hmm. but I want them to understand like yo ain't right. nobody got your back like I did. let me tell you yeah. I tell yeah. I tell my son the same thing he be like mama I got gas for that I say let me tell you something I will beat the fuck out your friend. <laughs> you understand me? Over you. My you son be like, yeah. I got guys for that mama. You don't have to help me come fight. I say no. Because let me tell you something. Ain't nobody going to fight harder than you than your mama. Right. Ain't nobody going to fight for you like else, that. If it's looking like a loss is going to be taken, motherfuckers going to get out the jam. So that's the meaning of fight to the death mm-hmm. with you. Like when everything is depleted. And now we know we about to lose. I'm still there. We that I've said that like in the go. I said that like in the go. Not just that. I'll take the gun. I'll take the case. Get your bitch ass on, nigga. I got it. I've said the same thing. Because I'll stand in that gap for you, man. Because I know what I'm built like. But the opportunity presented itself for you to see that side of her. So that's the other thing. Had it not been motherfuckers came for you, you would have. Of course, you know your mama love you, but that display can't be seen outside damn, of what your mama Yeah, true story. It's like, so, damn. It's you know what I'm saying? Because and you know, know my mama ain't that big of a. Yeah, she nah, ain't. but Paula look like a go get Go, go, Paula, go. So, on them though, so we we all about the parental love, Kirk Franklin. I think we are officially standing with you. Is that our position on what y'all be staying with you? You are human. You are. You are. And that's what we do, man. You know, as a culture, man, we accept the man of everybody and they sure come because, you know, man, we all in a glass house. Of course. I I try to You know what I'm saying? I got to tell what it is. You did, like. Yeah, man, everybody gonna make them mistakes, but be mad enough to admit your mistakes, which he did. He stood which there and he, he admitted which that. He, did. he knew where he fell short. Like, oh man, just pray for us, man. But I'm human. Mm-hmm. And is that you know he said something that he made shouldn't even me apologize. get outside my body. I mean, he don't I don't think cast. he was apologizing as a man. I think he was apologizing as a pastor and the expectation exactly. for the pastors, exactly. not as a parent, because that was normal parent and shit. And he was 30. Hey. I'll my 30 year old son in the throat if he'd stand up next to me tonight sure trying to do something. All so. pastors probably talk to their kids like that. But, but it is outside of what is being preached. So that's where the disconnect come in at. Yes, you human, so on and so forth, but you come to a pulpit and you tell people not to talk to their kids that way, but you are. So it is a little bit, I'm not judging, it's a little bit of a hypocritical move because you get in a pulpit and you tell people to turn the other cheek and speak with kindness and then you tell you call your son a bitch ass nigga. And it's a, a slight, it's a and, slight disconnect. And he said it's strong too, mother. Yeah, he went crazy he on silver and gold. Not so, he did. He had every 
I like the one when he brought in a whole collab. It was R. Kelly, Mary J. Black. It was I Am Here. Y'all remember that? He had Sting on there. Yeah. He had so many people. I am here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to worry about that. See, Kurt, you hit the hood, man. We here with you, bro. Man, so shout out to Kurt Franklin. And on that note, are there any additional final thoughts? And y'all be safe out here in these streets at these clubs and stuff like yes. that. Y'all know, or, y'all know, Auntie Lori ain't allow y'all to have no damn big ass parties yet. And uh, with that being said, be safe out here in these streets. Always watch your surroundings. To be alert is to be alive. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's definitely a fact. Rocco. Oh, I thought he was gonna go. <laughs> I, 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 I go. Same same shit I said last week. You got to be mindful of what you say to people because even at that situation that happened at that club, ain't no telling what, what was said or what yeah. happened that yeah. made them come back and shoot that party up like that. So you got to be mindful of what you say to certain people and uh, just, just just try to keep yourself safe. Yeah, true story, Rocco. Man, just... It's hard to say what, what I want. It, it, yo, man, just have some respect for life in general. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But in order to have respect for life, man, you've got to understand that your respect life yourself. is worth I was just about to say that. Because if you don't respect your own life, if you, don't, if you think you don't got nothing to lose and you feel like you ain't going to make it past a certain expectation in life anyway, you're not going to have any respect for nobody else's life that's in front of you. And I need you all to understand that your life can be whatever you want it to be. Facts. You can come from whatever obstacle, whatever type of situation you're in, and become something out here, man. You just got to apply yourself to that same understanding. That, that same mentality you use to bob and weave through these streets that you want to survive to the next day. Apply that same effort, man, to applying to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's next. Because you guys do want to be fathers. You you women do want to be mothers. Understand that that love to be a father or to be a mother, you got to start that with yourself. Yeah. Love yourself first. Why would you bring somebody and, into this world that you got to care for if you don't love yourself? And with, love yourself, mm-hmm. man. And with that being said, not only that, respect your history. Because it's a lot of people out here disrespecting these elders and stuff like that. These elderly people are your history. Remember that. True story. So I would I would close out the show with because this is Can I always, get a window? Oh. <laughs> that always comes to my mind, which is <laughs> there were people in that club that night that got hurt that had a moment where it was like I shouldn't even go tonight. Because that's how we're wired. That first we, night. Our intuition does exist, but we've been taught to ignore it for so long. Oh, Earlier in the show, we kind of talked about that that third eye, that sixth sense. It does exist. So if you feel like you shouldn't be somewhere, listen, them motherfucking parties ain't going nowhere. That job ain't going nowhere. If I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I shouldn't get on this hit road, I'm not going to get it. Because there's nothing more important. Are you worried about letting people down, not showing up, not showing out? You already dressed. The second you get a minute that you might not be safe, stay your ass at the crib. For sure. What y'all? What y'all? What y'all? Ow, ow. What y'all? Get it, get it. What y'all? What y'all? What y'all?